The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Nedarim, Daf Lamed Bet. Today's Daf is being studied for the Eilun Nishmat Mordechai Ben Norma. וגם אברהם בן אסתר רוח השם תניחם בגן עדן אמן תראה זדף בן סל רפואה שלמה תינוק בן דינה יוסף בן שרה שרה בת רחל שאול חי גבריאל בן שרה ושלמה בן נריאם אין נא רפאל להם אין נא רפאל להם אין נא רפאל להם פרט הנפש ופרט הגוף פרטם כלומר לבוא Amen. We are holding Adaf Lamed Aleph, and we are three, four, five, six lines from the bottom, starting at the Gemara. And the Gemara begins, Tanya, we have a bright, Rabbi Yoshua Mikur Gedola Mila. The mitzvah of Brit Mila is very great. Shechol Zachuyot. Shasa Moshe Rabbeinu, with all the merits that Moshe Rabbeinu did in his lifetime, Lo Amdulo. They did not stand for him, when he was lackadaisical regarding the Brit Milah. Not his own Brit Milah, but the Brit Milah of his son. Like it says in the Pasuk, it says, and the Malach of Hashem, it says, met Moshe by Bakesh Hamito. And he wanted to kill Moshe Rabbeinu. Amar Rabbis. Rabbis said, Hasmi Shalom, Moshe Rabbeinu, Nashem, and Amilah. Hatzor Shalom, you shouldn't think Moshe Rabbeinu was like Sadezkel when it comes to the mitzvah of Brit Milah. Elakach Amar. His calculation was like this. Again, you have to know the context of this story. This was after Borei Olam told Moshe Rabbeinu to go take the Jewish people out of Egypt. He was in Midian. He needs to go now to Mitzrayim and he needs to take his children, but he just had a son. So the question is now, when is he going to circumcise his son? So the Gemara says, this is what the thought process of Moshe Rabbeinu was. Amar, emul if I'm going to circumcise him and then go out, sakanahi. It's going to be a sakana, it's going to be dangerous to, for the child. Remember in the story of Shimon and Levi, when they went and they killed the city of Shechem. So they waited to the third day of the circumcision, and the Ran explains to us, not because the third day is necessarily more dangerous than the second and the first day. He says, even Kochiken, the third day is dangerous, the second day as well, because it's closer to the operation than the first day as well. They waited to the third day, because already by then they were three days weak. So therefore, they figured they'd be vulnerable. But what do you see over here? That the third day of a, of a Brit Milah, and Kochik in the days before, the child is in danger. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, what am I going to do now? I'm going to leave Midian, circumcise and then leave Midian, it's going to put the child in danger. God doesn't want me to do that. So what's the other option? So it says, Emul So maybe let me circumcise him, and then I'll wait for three days, and then I'll go to Egypt. Can't do that either. Kadosh Baruch Hu Amardi God tells me you have to leave. So you got to go, you got to go. So he was in a uh, dilemma. He, when is he going to circumcise the child? To wait three days, that's not an option. Because God tells him go immediately. To circumcise the child then go is not an option because it's going to put the child in Sakana. So it's, So what did Moshe Rabbeinu get punished for? For delaying the Brit Milah. He had no choice. Because he involved himself in his lodgings first. Which means, 
as he was traveling, so they stopped off at a melon, like a lodging we'll call it, and he was involved in preparing the lodgings, and at that point he should have right away circumcised his son, which means it was uh, when he got to the melon. Now the question is asked over here as well, that what's the, how can he have circumcised him at the melon? He wasn't in Egypt yet, it's still a sakana. Just even if he's going to circumcise him on the road, so uh, he still has the same dilemma. So the top ran says, "Shneimar b'derich b'malon demashma demiyad sheba min aderich netasik b'malon vayalo lamul mitzahel avichitem ayach yamul kivan chelo adain netzik b'derich." How can he circumcise the son? He still needed to get to Egypt. Yeshlomad de otom b'malon samuch lemisraim ayah was close to Egypt. Uburcha purta lekasakanta. In that small little road, there was no concern for danger. So the claim against Moshe Rabbeinu was, when you got to the Malon, it's almost that the rabbis say, he unpacked his uh, clothes first, and then he circumcised. He delayed for a couple of minutes. That little delay of dealing with the, uh, you know, unpacking, uh, was, 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 was critical against Moshe Rabbeinu. Now you might ask a question, what do you mean, Mitzvah Milah, as great as it is, is it punishable by death? For such a mitzvah, it's only a mitzvah ta'aseh. Now I don't say only, it's a great mitzvah, but you don't get punished by death for not doing a mitzvah ta'aseh. So the, the most common answer that they say to this question is that the tzaddikim are judged with a fine-tooth comb. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu's level, this is considered a, a, a grave sin. In any event, the Gemara continues. Second line, the band Shemar Megam Liel Omer Lo LeMoshe Rabenu Bikesatan Harog. Rashbag has a different view. He says, No, Moshe Rabenu was never in danger. The Satan never had intention to kill Moshe Rabenu. Ela LeOtotinok, but it was for that child, for the for the baby, Eliyazer. Shneimar, because the pasuk says Ki Hatan Damim Atali. So the pasuk calls the uh, situation. Hatan Damim. Hatan is like a, 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 mm-hmm. a groom. Hatan Damim, a groom of blood. Now, Seur Emi Karui Hatan. Who's called the Hatan in this story? Moshe Rabbeinu is not a Hatan. Moshe Rabbeinu is a married man. He wasn't a Hatan. Have Omer Zatinok. Must be referring to the child. And the Pasuk is saying Hatan Damim, which means the child itself was guilty of uh, that because since the child was not circumcised, so that put the child in peril, but not Moshe Rabbeinu. That's the Shita of Lashbag. Shita Mikubetzit says, the reason why the child is called Hatan, because by taking a Brit Milah, he becomes close to Kadosh Baruch Hu in the Brit, in the covenant. So that's what they call the child that's uh, being Nimol. They refer to him as a Hatan. Darash Rabbi Yehuda Barbizna. Bishaash Ritrashil Moshe Rabbeinu Minamilah. The time that Moshe Rabbeinu was like the days ago in doing the big pillar of his son, Ba'u Af Vichema came to spiritual uh, angels, we'll call them destructive angels. One is called Af, and one is called Hema. Really, Af is like anger, Hema is uh, rage. Ubal'u, and they swallowed Moshe Rabbeinu up. Velo Shiru Miminu Ela Raglav. All they left was. Raglav, now the Fashim explained that the two of them swallowed him, one from the bottom and one from the top, and all they left revealed was the Brit Milah. 
in order to indicate to Moshe Rabbeinu the reason why he's getting punished is because Anyan of Brit Milah. So that's why it says Ragla, meaning by his legs. It's a nice way of saying it, by the Brit Milah. That was uh, the part that they didn't uh, 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 swallow. Because uh, they wanted to show Moshe Rabbeinu what, he was, what, he, what the, the claim is. Miyad. So when Moshe Rabbeinu's wife saw that Moshe Rabbeinu was being punished because of this, she took the uh, rock and she sharpened it and she went and she uh, cut the Brit Milah. She did the Brit Milah son. Miyad. Right away, what does the Pasuk say? Pasuk says. The Pasuk says that the angels, they, they left him. They, they, let him uh, they let him go, let's say. So Gebarah says, At this point, Moshe Rabbeinu now wanted to kill Avvihaima. So it says, God told Moshe Rabbeinu, leave them alone. Leave, leave, leave Av alone. And leave Hema alone as well. The Yeshomrim and some say, no, the Hema had a go. No, he actually killed Hema after this episode. Shine Imar, Hema Inli. God says, Hema doesn't, doesn't exist anymore. But the Pasuk says, Ki Yagorti, Mipneha Afea Hema. Moshe Rabbeinu later on in history says, Ki Yagorti, Mipneha Afea Hema. It's much that Af and Hema was still around. So how could you tell that he killed Hema? There's two Hamas. One of the Hamas he killed, the other Hamas was still around. Gunda is the legions, the army of Hamas. Which is, you have the, 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 the angel himself, and he has his, uh, his army, let's say. So while Moshe Rabbeinu killed Hamas, but they still have the Gunda Dile, they still had his, uh, his company, we'll call them, and then Moshe Rabbeinu was uh, concerned about them at a later date. Tanya, we have a bright. Uh, Rabbi Omer Gedola Mila. The Brit Mila and the Mitzvah Brit Mila is great. She'en Necha Mishin Tasek Be Mitzvot Kavram Abinu. There was nobody that performed Mitzvot like Avram Abinu. Velo Nikrat Tamim. But he was not called Tamim, meaning Shalem, perfect. Ela Al Shem Mila. Only once he received the Mitzvah of Brit Mashne Emar. As an introduction, before Moshe Rabbeinu received the Brit Milah, what does God tell him? Walk in front of me and be perfect, be complete. Then what does it say right after that? So you see, as a prerequisite for Moshe Rabbeinu's Shalemut, he needed the Brit Milah. The Mitzvah Brit Milah is great. That the Brit Milah is equal to all the mitzvot in the Torah Shneemar, ki alpi adivarim ha'ele, and the, the, the whole Pasuk says, ki alpi adivarim ha'ele karati etecha berit et Israel. Now we know, divarim ha'ele is referring to the Torah. And it says in the same Pasuk, berit. So therefore the Gemara wants to make a dirashah, that the berit is compared to divarim ha'ele. To the whole Torah itself. The great Mitzvah Milah is so great. We're not for the Mitzvah Milah. The world itself, the heavens and the earth would not exist. If it was not for the Brit, the Brit Milah, and the end of the Pasuk says, 
which teaches us that the Brit itself is such a great mitzvah that it's responsible for the kiyum of the entire world. Ufli God, the Rabbi, the Isaac. But this is arguing this derasha on the Rabbi, the Isaac. Tamar Rabbi, the Isaac, Gedolat Torah. He learns this person referring to the study of Torah. She'il maleh Torah, or not for the study of Torah. Lo nitkayimu shamayim va'aris. The heavens and the earth would not be able to exist. If it was not for the covenant of day and night. And what is the covenant of day and night? The only mitzvah that applies by day and night, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, is what? The study of Torah. Right? Like the Pasuk says, So it says, So it says, So it says, If it was not for that covenant of Yom Ha'am which is the Torah, The world would not exist, would cease to exist. The Zohar HaKadosh explains, in Parashat Shemini, that that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world in different time zones. Because if everybody was living in the same time zone, be possible when everybody goes to sleep at night, there would be a second without Talmud Torah. There was a second without Talmud Torah, the world would be destroyed. So therefore, when we're going to sleep here uh, in the east, they're waking up in the west. And vice versa. So there's always some community somewhere in the world that's greeting the sun in order to go and study Torah to keep the world in existence. Amar of when God told Avram Abinu, right? God tells Avram Abinu, go in front of me and be tamim, be perfect. He was filled with fear and trepidation. Maybe God has found something in me that is derogatory, something that is negative, because she's saying I'm not perfect now. So must be maybe I did some sort of sin or something. He was uh, uh, upset. He was he was nervous. Once he was told that no, it's referring to the brit milah. So there wasn't anything that he did. It was the brit milah that he had, the orla, the foreskin. Therefore, he understood. Once you take off the brit milah, then already his shilimut will come. The yotze oto ahutsa. So the Gemara now is going to give some derashot regarding that conversation that Hakadosh Baruch Hu had with. Avram Abinu. It says God told Avram Abinu to go outside. Amad Fanav. So Avram tells Borel, Borosher Olam. His takalti be mazal I looked at my mazal. I looked at my zodiac, my stars, and uh, the language of the Gemara is ve'eni ra'ui leholid ben. Based on what I'm seeing in the stars, it's not in the stars as we say for me to have a son. So he says, Amad Lot sem it's tegninu chilcha. Leave your astrology in Mazal Israel. There is no Mazal for Israel, which is He took him outside, which means he's telling you have to go outside of your of your uh, uh, of your astrology. Which means what you're seeing is correct. The Rabbeinu Ba'ya says there's no question. There is a concept called astrology, and our Hamim studied it, and there is a concept called Mazal. No question about that either. And the person's uh, happenings and occurrences that happen in his life are based on. The mazal, the only thing was when it comes to the Jewish people in mazal Yisrael, you can go above the mazal. You can override it. Which means it's not locked in. The Tosafot explains in Masek Shabbat that through prayer, through tefillah, or great zikhuyot, great mitzvot, one is able to change the mazal. And therefore, God was telling Abraham Abinu, go outside, which means you're able to, to leave your uh, a mazal that was destined for you, because I guess well, I don't know, I guess, but Moshe, obviously Avram Binu had great zikhuyot, and therefore and the tefillah for uh, all those years so he was able to, to, to change the uh, mazal that's why it says, he showed him these stars the Midrash writes that not only did he show him the stars, but it says 
He lifted him above the stars to show him that you're above the stars. The stars don't control you, you control the stars. So it says, Amar Bitzhak, the Bitzhak continues in the Gemara, anybody that acts with a Kadosh Baruch Bitmimut, Bitmimut is with Emuna and uh, trust in, uh, in God, which is he fulfills the mitzvot. Uh, without questioning the future and wanting to know, you know, what's going to be. He's tamim, like the pasuk says, tamim tiim Hashem He doesn't look for future. He doesn't go with astrology and all that. He just fulfills the mitzvot like he's commanded. So the Gemara says, Kadosh Baruch Hu matmim ammo, which means God is going to deal with him bitmimut, which means going to save him from all bad things because since he put his faith in God, so God uh, uh, comes through for him. Shnei Emar im hasid person acts like a Hasid, it's a Hasad. So they will act like him in Shamaim in, in the level of Hasid. In Gevar, Tamim, if a Gevar, Gevar is a Ish, Tamim, if he acts with Tmimut, Tittamam, God will treat him in Midah, Kenegad Midah, and also treat him with uh, Mimut. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar Avoy Oshaya, anybody that serves God, Bitmimut, which means he fulfills the mitzvot without questioning and now looking for the future. Sha'a omedet lo. Sha'a omedet means onedik duda. He will eventually rise to great uh, heights. And after uh, God tells Abraham, be tamim. What does the next? What does the later one say? Uchtiv ve'ayita le'av hamon goyim. God says to Abraham, you're going to be the father of great nation. So you see, uh, great nations have hamon goyim. So you see what? Because he acted bitmimut. So therefore, somebody acts bitmimut is oneh le'gdula rises to great power. Which means, according to this over here, when it says italek lefanav ve'yetamim, according to this derasha. God's not telling him to be perfect. God's telling him, I want you to be tamim, which means, I want you to be the midah of timimut, which Abraham had. But as a result of it, God's telling him, because you had this midah of timimut, which you served God without questioning, you didn't uh, second guess any of God's ways, then already because of that you're going to be, you're going to rise to great power. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar Rabbi. Rabbi says, Anybody that uses magic or a different type of sorcery in order to find out the future, he wants to know what's going to be. So anybody that gets involved in Yehoshua, one of the Yisurim in the Torah is Lotana Hashu. We're not allowed to go to sorcerers and things like this that use black magic and different kohot of Tum'ah in order to tell the future. So the Gemara says, Anybody that gets involved in that, Lotana to him, the Nehashim, the sorcerers, and the black magic will affect him. Which will be affected by that powers. Shne'emar, lo nahash b'yaakov. The pasuk is written, lamir alif, lo nahash b'yaakov, but the Gemara is like making it in Asha, lo nahash. To him will be nahash. Which means, what is it saying really? Gemara says in a different place, in Pesachim, man de kapid, kabdinan aleh. The person that's makpid, so they makpid on him which is a person that shows credence to this type of black magic and uh, fortune telling and stuff like that, so now he becomes subject and vulnerable to their, to their spells. If you disregard it and say, I'm not interested, this is not uh, uh, for me, then already they don't have a power on you. So the Gemara is saying, Anybody goes after this uh, magic and the futures uh, telling, Lo Nahash, he has to have to worry now. 
Because already you see that he has a concern about these things, so therefore he is vulnerable. The Gemara says, "What are you talking? How could you quote me the pasuk Lo Nahasbi Yaakov? Lo is written with an aleph." So the Gemara says, "Ve'habelamid aleph ketiv," which means it says there will not be Nahasbi Yaakov. How can you tell me Lo means Lo? There will be. It says, "Ela, forget about the pasuk. Meshum mida keneged mida, which is God treats the person mida keneged mida, and therefore a person that trusts Hakadosh Baruch Hu." So therefore, you put your trust in God, no, none of these forces are able to, to bother you. God says, you trust me, so I'll, I'll, I'll come through for you. You want to put your trust in, uh, in all that other stuff? Good. Now you'll be subject to all their uh, shalom, uh, you know, uh, fortune tellings and things like that, and therefore, it works with a midak and with other basic lesson of this Kabbalah is, we have to serve God without looking for any uh, you know, uh, shortcuts and things like that, just to serve God uh, without question. Tani ahava beredra kol adam she'eno menachayesh Kabbalah says, any person that doesn't involve himself with nihush meaning with going to these sorcerers mechnisin oto b'mechisa they'll bring him upstairs to a mechisa to a certain uh, area she'afilu malachayah sharet en yukhudim nikanis betucha that even the angels will not be able to enter she'ne'emar as the pasuk says ki lo nachash b'yakob when there's no ni'ush and there's no kisamin by Israel, the end of the pasuk says, "Ka'et ya'amel Yaakov Yisrael ma pa'al el," which means Bilam was praising the Jewish people the fact that they don't go after Minahashim, and he says, as a result of it, God is going to show them the secrets of the world that even the angels are going to not know what these secrets are. The angels are questioning ma pa'al el. But what is God uh, doing over here? But the Jews are going to know. Because they're going to be in certain areas in the Shavayim that are so high that even the angels do not have access to. If you look at the uh, Ran, the Ran on the left column, They're going to ask, what is God doing? They're going to be put in an area she'en malakeh she'echolim nikanes ba. When the Rebbe Anai and the Iran explains the haki namem midak neged midam she'metuch she'en olech lekat nechashim. Since this guy doesn't go after fortune tellers and things like that, lida atidot. He's not interested in knowing the future. Elaboteyach b'kadosh baruchu. He just puts his faith in God. Meshum achem. So God will show you the secrets and even the angels don't know. You didn't want to know the secrets, you didn't want to know any of the future stuff, you're not interested, you want to go serve God with the Now God's going to show you all the different secrets of the world, even stuff that angels are not privy to. Comes the Gemara and continues. Amar bi Abahu. Amar bi al Hazar. What's the reason why Avram Abinu was uh, punished? In that sense that what? That his children, his descendants, had to work in Egypt for 210 years. Why did that happen? So the Gebra said, went out to fight the kings when Lot was taken into captivity the Pasuk says that what he got his army together and he went out to fight the Gebra saying who was that army who were those uh, soldiers that he had these were actually these were those students that were studying Torah so it's because he stopped them from studying Torah 
and he brought them into his army in order to go fight, so that already was considered a claim against Avraham Abinu, and therefore, as a result of it, it caused the Shi'abud in Mishraim. The Dan says, Hanikav comes from the Lashon of Hinuch. These were the soldiers that he was Mehanech in learning Torah. So now he stopped them and took them to, to the army for his battles. So that was a claim against them. So comes again and says, Shmuel Amar, Shefriz al Midotav, Shakat Barachum. Shefriz al Midotav, the way they explain that means, which means he questioned uh, the ways of a Kadosh Baruchu. Uh, how is that uh, possible? Which means, Hifriz over here explaining, he minimized the guarantee of a Kadosh Baruchu. God guaranteed Avram Abinuad that they're going to go down to Egypt, they're going to come out, they're going to go to Eris Israel. So Avram Abinu questioned, How do I know? I need a sign. So because he asked for a sign, so then already that was held against him. Shnei Ma'ida Ki Irashena. Rabbi Yohanan Amar, Rabbi Yohanan is the third interpretation. Shefrish bin Adam Lehikanes, Ta'at Kanfesh Shekhinah. The claim against Avraham Inu was, he caused certain people, uh, he uh, blocked them from entering the uh, confines of the acceptance of the Shekhinah. Even though we know Avraham Abinu, he was uh, the, the, the ultimate Mekarev. He went across the whole world to bring people back to uh, monotheism. But here it's saying the claim against Avraham Abinu was a certain group of people, he stopped them from coming back to Ta'atka and Feshikhina. Therefore there was claims against him and therefore you had the Galut and Misraim. What, uh, what was the situation? It's in Imar. Which means in the story after he recovered and he saved the Sedom, so what did the king of Sidon, when he saved Lot, what did the king of Sidon say? Tendi and Nefesh, give me the uh, captivities, and you take, uh, you take the spoils of the war. Abraham Abinu says, I don't want the Nefesh, I don't want the Rechush, I don't even want a shoelace. You take everything. The Gemara's claim is, if he would have taken the Nefesh, so he could have converted them. He could have brought them back to uh, monotheism. So therefore, by not taking the, uh, the, uh, the Nefesh, by not demanding to say, listen, I, I won the war, and the captors of the war go to the victor of the war, and they're keeping them. He could have brought them back. So it was a claim. So now the Gebrah is explaining. What does this word Bayarek et Hanikah? Literally means that he girded them and he brought the soldiers that he had out to war to go fight the, uh, the kings that were fighting in order to save Lot. But the Gebrah says, what is the word Bayarek? Lehorik is to empty out. What do you mean? He emptied out the, the, his household. He was taking them to war. What do you mean he emptied them out? Rav Amar Shehorikan Batorah. He emptied them, emptied them from Torah. Like we learned in the previous line, that these were the Tamid HaChamim. They were studying Torah. Avraham Abinu inaugurated them in the study of Torah. Now that he took them to go fight in the war, he emptied them from Torah. Now they weren't able to study Torah anymore. He caused a little bit to Torah. Ushmuel Amar Shorikan Bezahav. What is already can be zahab? The Ran says, Kilomash, and I tell them, Zahab Arbe, Kedeshi Ilhu. He had to bribe them to go fight. So what did he do? He filled them up with gold. Comes the, and he says that the word, Vayarik, uh, is from the Pasukatilin, Birakrak, Harutz, 
which is a uh, the another way of saying gold. So vayarik when should be rakraka. Therefore, it's considered he gave them a lot of gold. Shimona asar ushlos miot. How many soldiers went out to that war? Three hundred and eighteen. The pasuk says, "Amar ami, but Abba Eli kulam." The first shita says, "Yeah, three hundred eighteen children." Eli Ezer, who's the Eved of Abraham, was so strong he corresponded keneged the three eighteen. And some say Eli Aizir who? Some say no, the 318 was actually Eli Aizir himself. Now why is Eli Aizir, uh, why would they refer to him as 318 soldiers? Which is the gematria, the numerical value of the word Eli Aizir equals 318. And therefore, when the Pasuk says he took the 318 soldiers, the name is that he didn't take anybody with him. He just took Eli Aizir, and Eli Aizir was strong like 318 soldiers, and therefore they won the war. Amar Ami Bar Abba. Ben Avraham et Avraham Abinu was only three years old when he started to recognize his Creator. God tells Avraham regarding Avraham's service. Ekev. Now the word Ekev, if you look at the Gemara, it says Khoshbene, the numerical value of Ekev is how much? Me'av is 172. Now we know Moshe Rabbeinu lived, I'm sorry, Abraham Abinu lived 175 years. And God is saying, Ekev, for the amount of Ekev years, Shama Abraham Bekoli. So it means he listened to my voice, he hearkened my voice for 172 years. That means what? He didn't come to recognize the Creator until he was three years old. So that's where you see the Anyan of the, the, the three years old. That's why they say also, for example, let's say a child. They have a minhag, that when the child is three years old, they cut his hair. They call that in, uh, in Arabic the halakah. What is the inyan to cut the child's hair at uh, three years old? The, the halakah. They did this uh, from the times of the Arizal. So what's the explanation? So uh, three years old already, Avraham Abinu was makinit baro. After three years old, the, the Torah tells us the first three years of a tree is considered orla. It's forbidden. The fourth year is already considered Kodesh Elulim. And therefore, the similar to, to, to inaugurate the children of Avraham Abinu. After the third year, Hekir Avraham Boro. So now already we start to inaugurate the children uh, in, uh, in Yerat Shamaim, etc. Rabbi Muhammad gives another gematria. Hasatan, the word Hasatan, in its numerical count, it's 364. So the Ran explains over here, what's the, what's the significance? She tell me the word Hasatan equals 364. Because the Satan prosecutes against the Jewish people 364 days a year. But there's one day that it doesn't prosecute them, which is that? Yom Kippurim. So therefore, that's why Hasatan, he only works 364 days. On the 365th day, which is Yom Kippur, Am Yisrael is able to get a good judgment. If you look at the uh, Ran on the top of the Hamud, V'yimot Tahama Shasa, Imken Ika Had Yomad Letter Shutal Mistan, Da'ainu Yom Kippurim. We just bring the statements of Rabbi Barhamah now. Ketiv Abram. Right, originally Abram Abinu is called Avram. Without a hit. Uchtiv Abraham. Then he's the heir of the heir, so he's called Abraham. Betchidahim dikhoa kadosh parukhan matayim varbaim ushlusha ibarim. First, Abraham Abinu, he accepted the sovereignty of a kadosh baruchu on all his limbs. How many limbs? 243. And the numerical value of Avram. Avram equals 243. Which is all the bones, at least 243 of them. Abraham Abinu sanctified and put the sovereignty of God on them, which means he was mekadeshed. In fact, Allah Baruch Hu lebesof. But at the end, him dicho al matayim varbaim ushmona evarim. He added five more evarim, 
So he went from 243 to 248, which is the gematria of Abraham. Which five limbs were added? Elohim. Shte Ainayim, the two eyes. Ushte Oznayim, and the two ears. Verosh which is the Brit Milah. Which means like this. Abraham, in his power, it was only in his ability to protect himself with the 243 limbs in his body. A person cannot protect his eyes, because if a person is walking in the street and something comes in front of him, it, even though he, he closes his eyes right away, but he saw it, that's out of your control to protect. Of course, the person has to go as much as he can. But even so, for the, that split second, he saw something. Or well, let's say a person is walking, and somebody says something, of course, he closes his ears, he doesn't listen, but in the interim, the, 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 the bad thing went in. So God says to Abraham, you sanctified all the limbs in your body that was in your ability, that's 243, I'm going to give you the other ones as a gift. And therefore when God added the letter here to Abraham Abinu, now all 248 limbs are protected, which is nothing came in front of Abraham Abinu's eyes, nothing came into Abraham Abinu's ears, and he himself did the Brit Milah, which was the Rosh Hashanah, therefore that was now Nitkadesh as well. What does the Pasuk mean in Kohelet? And the Pasuk says like this. Let's read the whole Pasuk, and then we'll go back to the Gebarat Ketana. There was a small city. And there was a few people living in the city. And a big king came. He surrounded the city. And he built big buildings. Big fortresses. And in this city there was a miskin, a poor guy who was a hakam. And he saved the whole city with his wisdom. But nobody remembered that hakam miskin. Nobody remembered him. Now obviously Shulamah Melech, when he wrote this Kohelet, he was referring to a specific situation. Who's the city? Who's the enemy that surrounds it? Who's this hakam miskin that saved the city from its enemies? So the Gemara says... Irkatana, who's the small city? Zaguf. Okay, this is referring to the the human uh, the human body, the person. Vanashim bamiat. I don't know. little inhabitants. Elu evarim. That's referring to the bones, the limbs of a person. Uba elia melech kadol. And a great king came. The sibeb otani surrounded it. Ze yitzarara. That's referring to the yitzarara. He's the enemy of man. And he comes and he puts a siege around the human being in order to cause him to sin. And he built fortresses. And what is this referring to? This is referring to the sins. Which means he piles on sins to a person. A person goes after his desires. But what? There was a little hakam, a, 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 a wise man who was a miskin, who was a, a poor the Hakam Tov. Who's that Hakam? That's the Yetzir Tov. And with his wisdom, he was able to save the whole person. What do you mean? How can he save me as all those Averot? Which wisdom? What's the Hukmah that he used? He advised the person to repent, and he advised the person to do good deeds, and that already saved the person. So this Hakam Miskin, the reason why they call him Miskin, because his, um, his uh, wisdom like a Nobody listens to him. People are more prone to the Yetzirah. And he comes along and says, don't do it. Eh, what does he know? So therefore they call him Hakam Miskin because his, his ideas are not always taken as much as the Yetzirah. However, if the people would take the advice of the Hakam Miskin, of this uh, uh, impoverished Hakam, he would tell you, make the Shavah Ma'asim to him and all those fortresses of sins and all those buildings, 
destroyed. And therefore the person cleans himself. But the person does not remember. What do you mean he doesn't remember this hakam? Meaning he doesn't remember his Yitzra Tov. Why doesn't he remember the Yitzra Tov? He has a Yitzra Tov. Why doesn't he remember him? Because at the time of the sin, at the time of the Yitzra person doesn't remember the Yitzra Tov. He's too engulfed in his passion. He's too engulfed in his desires that he doesn't even want to hear it. I once heard from the uh, great, uh, the Mashkiah from Lakewood, of Nathan uh, Vaxfogel, Allah Shalom. In the yeshiva, they used to have a uh, unofficial uh, vacation on Hanukkah. So some of the guys would take an extra day or two, whatever it is, and uh, it became prevalent. So the Mashkiah one time got up and he spoke after Hanukkah. And he said, I'm speaking now, already warning you for next year, that this business of taking an extra day off of the yeshiva is unacceptable, and and so on and so forth. He gave a strong musar on the inyan of keeping to the Yisterim. So somebody uh, said, he said, he, and somebody's going to ask me, Rabbi, why didn't you tell us before Hanukkah this uh, shmuz? Why did you wait until uh, after Hanukkah? So he says, because at the top of the Yitzhah there's no Yitzhah Tov, you wouldn't have heard me. She's already have your mind set up, you're going and all that. It's impossible, the person is so blinded by the Yitzhah you try to show him the Yitzhah Tov, he doesn't even doesn't see it. Now that it passed, okay, you got it out of your system, now already you're able to see it a little clearer, now I'm going to tell you exactly what the score is. So maybe by next year, you remember. The Gemara continues with the Rishi Peskim. The wisdom will protect a Hakam from uh, ten, let's say, guards uh, that are uh, can uh, uh, protect the uh, city. So comes the Gemara and says, This is referring to the Hakam that we said. Teshuvah Masim Tovim Shalitim. From let's say ten rulers, what are the ten rulers that rule a person? So the Gemara says the ten parts of the body that usually a person is ruled by shetayadayim, because he makes sins with his. Uh, I'm sorry, shetayinayim with his two eyes, like we said. Uh, the eyes are see things are not supposed to. Shetayosnayim, like we said, the, the two ears, shetayadayim, the two hands. That that's the person who usually commits the sins with his uh, with his hands, right? Or, or the majority of his actions are done with his hands. Ushteraglayim and the two legs. So therefore, the hakam is able to control these ten limbs of the body in order they should not run after sin. And of course, the tent is the mouth. There was uh, the son of Noah was considered Shem. He, in his time, was considered a Kohen. And really, all Kohanim were supposed to descend from Shem. What happened? Pasuk says clearly that he is considered the Kohen to, to God Almighty. So the question, what happened? Why did God take away the Kirunah from Shem? The Torah says, or the Gemara says that when Avram finished the war, so he went to Shem ben Noah, who was the Kohen, to give him Masir, to give him uh, a gift, you know, from all the, uh, from all the Berachah that he had. So it says when Shem received the gift, he blessed Avram Abinu, and then he blessed the Kadosh Baruch Hu. So the Gemara says that was his mistake. He put the blessing of mankind before the blessing of God. So God already said, you're not fit. At least your descendants are not fit to become Kohanim. The Gemara says, Hotsi'am Avraham. Kibanchik, Dibikat Avraham, Dibikat. Amakum, Hotsi'ah. He took it away from him. Me Avraham. And he gave it to Avraham. Shin Emar. Vay Barechehu, Vay Yomer. Shem ben Noah blessed 
אברהם. היא אומרת, ברוך אברהם לאל עליון קולט שמיים וארץ. וברוך אל עליון. And bless God, who's almighty, up high. Amar lo Avraham, v'chiyim mechtimim berkat ha'evet berkat kono? So what are you talking, Shem? You bless the servant before you bless the creator? Miyad etena l'Avraham. At that point, when Avraham Avinu made the rebuke against Shem, they took the kiuna and they gave it to Avraham Avinu. This is a uh, pasuk in Tehilim. The Pasuk writes in the David Mizmor, Neum Hashem Ladoni, Shev Limini Ad Ashit O Yebecha Adom Laglecha. God says to David, Stand by my uh, right side, right, until I put my hands over your enemies. And then it says, Nishba Hashem Velo Yenachem Atakuen Leolam Al Devilati Malkitzedek. You're going to be Kohen forever regarding that conversation that you had with Malkitzedek. Now, what is this talking about? So look at the. Uh, the Ran, the last Ran's over here. Now, Malkitzedek, incidentally, the Ran explains to us, who Shem ben Noah? That was his name. Because don't say Shem in the Torah. It says, who Malkitzedek uh, was going to the Elyon. Malkitzedek, the Ran says, who Shem ben Noah? Even though Avram Abinu was also from the descendants of Shem. He didn't get the Kiuna as a descendant of Shem. Ela Mahmat Atzmo. He earned it on his own, which means even if he wouldn't have been a descendant of Shem, Avraham would have got the Keunah, meaning he was his own deserving. Which is Shem remained the Kohen, but not his descendants. Which is even though, if you think about it, Shem's descendants are Kohanim. Bnei Aaron are descendants of Shem. But it means it was taken away from meaning it's not in his Zichut anymore. And therefore it says, Therefore God took it away even from the direct descendants of Shem and gave it to Avram. Uh, David is talking in this chapter. Who's the, the Adoni? This is referring to Avram Avinu. Because Avram Avinu was the first one to refer to God as Adon. So therefore God says, David says, the one that called God Adoni, God says to that person, Shev Limini, stand by my right side. Well, that was when he went to fight the king, the war. There was four kings against five kings. And Abraham Avinu threw himself in the war with 318 soldiers, according to one Shita, just like we learned. And he won the war. God says, don't worry. Your enemies are going to be placed under you. He's going to be with him. God's going to put his enemies underneath his legs. What does it say right after that? God told Avram, you're going to be the Kohen forever. Why? Because of what happened with the words of Malkit Tzedek. What was the word of Malkit Tzedek? Well, he put... Avram before the Shekhinah, so therefore God took it away from him. Therefore the Gibbara concludes and says, He was the Kohen. Malkit said it was the Kohen. He was the Kohen, but his descendants are not. Now, like we said, even though his descendants were, meaning his descendants are not Kohanim in the Zikut of Shem. The Keunah was passed down in the Zikut of Avram Abinu Kosi. Put Shekhinah in front of Men Adran Alach Arba'an Darim. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen.